of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and we are continuing the Psalm Project today, and in Psalm 49. Um, I've been trying to limit my commentary uh, time-wise so that uh, you don't have to listen to me blabber a lot, um, and trying not to chase as many rabbits, which I am doing right now. I will tell you... um, let me let you know some of the song settings, some of the musical settings that I have set. Um, by this point, you probably think, hey, that sounds like such and such, or maybe that sounds like this hymn, or that sounds like one of your tunes. Um, uh, it is very common to listen to a composer's body of work. I, I'll give you an example. Haydn, when you listen to a lot of his works, um, Sometimes you will hear elements of his music throughout different compositions, and uh, you, you will say, yeah, that's very Haydn-esque, and uh, the same thing happens with me, and I think you could say that for any musician or composer, songwriter. You know, They use elements that are pretty common for what they do, and so by this point, you're probably thinking, yeah, that's very Jonathan-like to do, and, um, and so... Sometimes you do that. Um, keep in mind, there are only 12 notes in a chromatic scale that a composer has to use. And I'm amazed sometimes because I think, you know, sur- surely we will run out of tunes to write at some point. And that, that hasn't happened and it won't happen. There are so many possibilities. And so uh, you will hear musical elements in these settings that remind you of me. And, and they are very Jonathan-esque if you... Uh, they're Jonathanisms, if you will. And so um, here we are at Psalm 49. Uh, this is a psalm in the wisdom tradition. It very much resembles something coming from Proverbs or even uh, more closely related to Ecclesiastes. Um, it is attributed to the sons of Korah, and it, it treats issues typical of the wisdom books. And so the psalmist wrestles with two problems here, death and the prosperity of the rich. Uh, That is not to say that being rich is wrong. Uh, A lot of people will take scriptures like this out of context and say that it is wrong or sinful uh, to be rich. Um, You know, a lot of people say money is evil, but scripture never says money is evil, but the the love of money uh, is evil. And so this psalm is one of the most difficult to translate and interpret correctly. And few places in the Old Testament express so directly the hope for the resurrection of the dead as this psalm does. Uh, The full doctrine of the resurrection was not revealed until Jesus rose from the grave and ascended to the right hand of God. So you can imagine Old Testament passages that are often interpreted incorrectly. So let me read for you Psalm 49. Hear this, all peoples, give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, the meditation of my heart shall be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb, 
I will solve my riddle to the music of the lyre. Why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of those who cheat me surrounds me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches? Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations, though they call lands by their own names. Man in his pomp will not remain, he is like the beasts that perish. This is the path of those who have foolish confidence, yet after them people approve of their boasts. Like sheep they are appointed for sheol, death shall be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning, their form shall be consumed in sheol, with no place to dwell. But God will ransom my soul from the power of sheol, for he will receive me. Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases, for when he dies he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him. For though while he lives, he counts himself blessed, and though you get praise when you do well for yourself, his soul will go to the generation of his fathers, who will never again see light. Man in his pomp, without understanding, is like the beasts that perish. Okay, so the psalmist here begins... Uh, with a declaration. He says, hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world. In other words, this is important. What I'm about to say, I need everybody to hear. And so this psalm applies not only to people in redemptive relationship with God, to all people everywhere. And he says, both low and high, rich and poor together. The, the psalmist here is disturbed by the complacency of the rich, and you see that throughout this psalm. In verse 3, my mouth shall speak wisdom. The psalm will provide practical insight on the problem at hand, and so he identifies himself with the stages or with the sages of Israel. So, uh, verse 4. He says, I will incline my ear to a proverb, I will solve my riddle to the music of the lyre. Often the psalms are related to music. David himself was a musician. And many of these psalms in the history of Israel's worship were probably used as musical settings. A proverb, a riddle, these words locate the psalm in the wisdom tradition. And so as I mentioned, <clears throat> this psalm, as you can tell, reads sort of like a something from Proverbs or Ecclesiastes. Verse 5, he mentions times of trouble. Why should I fear in times of trouble? These are the days approaching someone's death. Uh, the psalmist here references death quite often, and that's what he's alluding to here, death. And then in verse 6, those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of their riches, that is, rather than trusting God. 
Verse 7, no man can ransom another. No amount of money can prevent death, and no one can escape his or her obligation to die. I'm reminded of a movie scene where um, uh, he sa- a guy says, um, I don't have to do anything. It was an African-American gentleman that says, I don't have to do anything but stay black and die. <laughs> die is something that everybody does. I mean, we, no one can escape it unless Christ returns before we die, but otherwise everybody dies. And so no man, no money, it doesn't matter. You can't escape it. Verse 10, he sees that even the wise die. The fool and the stupid alike must perish. Uh, this thought is reminiscent of Ecclesiastes. Uh, listen to this, chapter 2, verse six, verses six, uh, 12 through 16 in Ecclesiastes. So I turn to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who comes after the king? Only what has already been done. Then I saw there is more gain in wisdom than in folly, as there is more gain in light than in darkness. The wise person has his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. And yet I perceived that the same event happens to all of them. Then I said in my heart, what happens to the fool will happen to me also. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said in my heart that this also is vanity. For the wise as of the fool, there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten. How the wise dies just like the fool. And so the psalmist here classifies the rich oppressor with the fool uh, and with the senseless, with the uh, you, the term here used is stupid, but you could uh, put this in anyone. Everyone is the same. We all die. I refer to often the year 2020, uh, 2017 as the year of the funeral for me because I did so many funerals. I saw a lot of death. I was with people when they died. And it's just a reminder that Humanity is fragile, that we will all die. Verse 11, their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations. So the rich spend much of their lifetime building earthly homes and amassing wealth, but all these things will ultimately pass away. It's interesting, the more we get, the more we we realize how little value these things really hold as we once thought they did. Verse 12, he is like the beasts that perish. And so in in comparing this experience of both humans and animals, the psalmist parallels the thought of Ecclesiastes 3, 18 through 21. Listen to this. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them, that they may see that they themselves are but beasts, For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beasts is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over the beasts, for all is vanity. All go to one place. All are from the dust, and to dust all return. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward and the spirit of the beasts goes down into the earth? That is that's similar to if you've ever participated in a uh, an Ash Wednesday service, which is not 
only a Catholic tradition, by the way. There are several Protestant churches, denominations, even Baptist churches that will practice such a service. Um, if you've ever attended an Ash Wednesday service, one of the things they say to you as they are ashing your forehead is ashes to ashes or dust to dust. And it is a reminder that we are frail, that our humanity is fragile, that one day we will all die and we are in deep and desperate need of God, the giver and the taker of life. And then in verse 14, like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. And what this means is unaware, the self-trusting rich are on the road to slaughter. Verse 15, God will ransom my soul from Sheol. And so while God does not accept a ransom for death, as he says in verse 7, he provides one for the psalmist. This is key to Old Testament awareness of redemption from death. It's the recognition of the eternity of God and his eternal relationship with his people. In verse 15, he says, he will receive me. Listen to this in Mark 12, 26 through 27. As for the dead being raised, have you not read the book of Moses in the passage about the bush? How God spoke to him saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. Our lives are eternal. Whether we realize it or not, everyone will live eternally. The fact of the matter, however, is that we will either live eternally with Christ or we will live eternally under his wrath. And then in verses 16 through 20, it speaks of the rich and how they cannot carry their wealth into the dark, into joyless eternity to which they are appointed. Again, this is not saying that it is wrong to be rich and that if you're rich, you're sinning and that you'll go to hell or anything like that. But it is a warning against the love of money, which Jesus Christ himself even warned against. This psalm really is a hopeful psalm because while the psalmist here is discussing the rich and their futile endeavors, he is also proclaiming that his hope is where it should be, which is in God. And so that is why he says, why should I fear in times of trouble? I have set this in a very joyful manner. The text might read in a negative way, but it's really not because it's contrasting all this negativity of the rich and their futile efforts to one who hopes in God. And so I've set this in a very joyful setting, um, sort of a celebratory would be maybe good for a call to worship or something someone could use at the beginning of the worship when entering the house of God. And so here is Psalm 49. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
wisdom with my mouth Inside we within my heart Out to Proverbs in my ear Solve riddles with the harp Why should I fear evil days When my full sin surrounds Even those who trust their wealth as it abounds No man can by any means Pay to God his ransom price For the purchase of his soul No payment can suffice There is nothing one can do To live eternally So that he will never die Nor will corruption seem that wise men die, fools and senseless perish too. They will leave their wealth behind for other men to use. Yet they think within themselves their homes will always be. By their names they call their lands, so every age will see. But man's honor will not last like the Just like sheep, their destiny will be within the grave. Death's their shepherd, just men rule o'er them with each new day. And the grave consume their strength, it no habitation leaves. Yet God will redeem my soul from death's grip he receives. Let no fear disturb your peace. When all his wealth increase All his glory death will end He'll take with him nothing Though through all the time he lives He gives himself only praise To his fathers he will go With all his praise he dies